0: What do you do when you grow up in a haunted house that makes sleeping damn near impossible? That's the question we ask today on Real Ghost Stories Online.
1: Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855 853 4802 Writing at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown, and quite possibly, the undead. This is Real Ghost
0: Stories Online. And it is. 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. We'd absolutely love to hear them. Of course, if you like our program, become a supporter. We call them EPPs, Extra Podcast People. You sign up for that at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash stories. It's only $5 a month. to get access to all of our bonus episodes, all the advanced episodes, uh, the ebook, the audio book, uh, it's just jam-packed. It's the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories is what you're getting. And it's all ad-free. So if you love binging on this show and you're like, I'm not a big fan of the ads, I get it. But you can get it all ad-free, five bucks a month, ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash realghoststories. That's what supports the show and keeps it on the air. So if you like it, please become one. Tony and Harper with you on today's episode of the program. Hi.
1: Hi. Um. So... I'm excited to go on Space Mountain. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're, we're on kind of a, a Disney kick right now, which is understandable. She's eight. And um, yeah, we're getting ready for a Disney trip. And it's our first Harper daddy trip together, just you and me. And it's our first real trip doing anything, um, you know, of any long distance uh, since the pandemic. Um, and although the pandemic is not over yet. Uh, I would
1: just like love to point out that Disney has been closed for like three fu-
0: three-fourths
1: nah. of a year, I'm pretty sure.
0: Uh, well, the one in California was closed almost a full year or more, and World was, I think, three-fourths of a year, right around there. We're going to World. yeah.
1: Um, that hasn't happened since, like, 9-11. And-, and that was a day. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I I was enlightening her the other night on the history of uh, of parks and things like this and how things were shut down and just how strange it was uh, on, on 9-11 when things shut down for a couple of days, uh, but the fact that some of these places literally closed for a year uh, and it's just, just what an, a strangely unprecedented time we're living in. Um, in some of the the commercial sense of life, of how some of these things have changed and how different it is. You know, because when you're a kid, you see these things happen, you think, oh, this must happen to, you know. You don't think a lot of these are like firsts, but a lot of them are. They're first for the grownups. They're first for the kids. i, I I'm interested in the logistics of these things, and I know she is too. So I just wanted to. To share. She's been watching Disney documentaries all week about the behind the scenes of everything. So Of
1: course I have. So to. she's
0: into that sort of stuff, but
1: Also. Yeah. The thing and how our borders aren't open.
0: Yeah, that's another big thing. Yeah, and yeah, uh, so I, this is airing on September 2nd of this year. We're recording this in super late July. And I don't know what things are going to be like around September 2nd of this year. Uh we're going to you- be we're going to be going to Disney a little bit uh into august so by the time this airs we'll be back but um there's you know we're i don't know i, I don't even want to talk about it right now because yeah but uh, you, you, it, it's it's a roller coaster that's for sure
1: you tell us what happens in the future people you tell us
0: <laughs> i uh i like to predict the future and i'm usually pretty accurate but let's talk about ghost stories okay because i i it's too depressing uh <laughs> is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. Let's go to our first story. It says, what do you do when you grow up in a haunted house that makes sleeping in it impossible? Let's uh, jump to the beginning of that one here on the program today. It says, hey, guys, I've been listening to the show for a while. It's awesome. I'm sorry that it is. this might be written badly. These are a collection of some of the experiences I had in a house I lived in when I was young. You do not have to read them all if you do not want to. Those who lived in the house when I was young, my mom, my little sister, her father, and me. As we lived in the house, it became more negative and angrier. The first instance was when I was incredibly young. I had been upstairs in my bedroom, which was at the front of the house. My sister and her father were downstairs on the further side of the house. I was writing in my journal by my door, and I could hear my sister and her father talking. Then out of nowhere, I began to hear someone run up and down the stairs as if they were exercising. It went on for a while, and then I heard the running coming all the way down the hall to my bedroom and stop right beside me. Then I heard someone breathe right in my ear. I turned to look, and no one was there. I immediately ran downstairs to ask if either of them had been upstairs, but they just looked confused and said no. Another time, I had friends over for a sleepover. We had all been downstairs hanging out until I got tired and went upstairs to my bed. My two friends stayed downstairs, and I could hear them still laughing and talking. I had a bunk bed, so the head of my bed faces out the window, and the feet were right beside the door, so I could see anyone if they walked into the room. Where's the bunk bed, bell? Is it over by you? Yes, right here. Go ahead and ring it. There we go. Okay. I closed my eyes and tried to sleep. As I was lying there, I heard someone whisper my name. I thought at first it was my friends, but then I heard them downstairs, so I ignored it and heard it again. So I looked at the foot of my bed, and there was a woman standing at the foot of my bed. She was kind of gray and glowing. She was kind of old-looking, but we just locked eyes. I didn't move or blink. I felt so frozen. I tried to speak to call my friends. My voice was so quiet, and the woman just stayed there, her hands wrapped around the bars of my bunk bed. I began to call their names louder and louder until they could hear me, and they ran upstairs. I had thrown the covers over my head and started yelling louder. When I pulled them back, she was gone. There was also this other time when I was older that both my mom and I shared. I was sitting in the chair downstairs in the corner of the living room reading, and suddenly I just heard this low growl, like a man growl, and there's no way anyone could sit behind me, but it sounded like it came from the ceiling above me. So I jump up and was like, what the heck? My mom says what happened, and I explain exactly what just happened, and her face dropped. She told me that she had heard a low man growl from her room the previous night, and her room is directly above where I was sitting. We were both just stunned. I had so many experiences in that house. I've been cut with two letters in the back of my upper arm perfectly. It was an A and an M. I went all day without feeling it, and then the minute I walked into my house, it began to burn. When I checked it, I had to lift up my arm to see if it was in the mirror, a perfect A and an M on the other arm, uppercase and everything. It looked as though a nail had cut in it. It wasn't that I could have accidentally cut the letter into my arm because I didn't even have nails. I would bite them off. I even had handprints on my inner thighs that I would see when I woke up. They'd appear white on my skin and the fingers are long. I even tried to match up my hand with it. But... It did not fit it was in the place that would have made my hand hurt a lot to keep like that even if i had when i was asleep i was also afraid of the dark so my mother would leave the bathroom light on and the bathroom is at the beginning of the hallway and my room is at the end so i could see anything leading up to my room but my room was darkish there was a time where i was sleeping in bed and i had been woken up by something that sounded like lights being turned off and on like the switch you could hear it but I could not see the light turn on and off and then I would hear the metal rings of the shower curtain moving back and forth on the bar. I moved slightly on my bed to look towards the mirror and as I did, that bed squeaked and the noises stopped and I heard little feet running full speed towards my room. I panicked and pulled the curtain up to my nose and peeked at my mirror. I saw a little girl standing in my doorway. She was all black but not quite a shadow person. She wore a small tattered black dress and had black hair but you could tell what it was, she just stared at me. I moved to look at the door to see if I could see her, but she had only appeared in the mirror. It scared me so much that now I refuse to look in mirrors if it's dark. There's another time where I was lying on the top bunk, and when you are in the bottom bunk, there are these metal bars with springs that make a loud noise when they were pulled. My sister loved to pull on them. So I was laying in my bed trying to fall asleep, and I hear the springs being pulled. I knew my sister wasn't in my room, so I slowly looked at the mirror that was facing towards my bed, and I see the reflection. Another little girl laying in the bed. I didn't see her face because I would have had to sit up to see it, but I saw an arm, and it looked as though she was wearing a big, puffy pink dress. I quickly turned on my lamp, attached to the top bunk, and once light flooded the room, she was gone, and there was nothing on the bottom bunk. You guys are great. Thank you for reading this, and thank you for letting people get out their ghost stories and allowing for a conversation about them.
1: Okay, that's kind of... Cr- that is creepy. Yeah,
0: there's a lot going on there.
1: Like, the little girl... The little girl part is the worst. Because I would just hate to see that, like, under my bed, because mine is a loft bed. hmm And it's kind of like a bunk bed.
0: Yeah, without the, uh, the bottom part.
1: Yeah, it's just like a small office. Mm-hmm. Under my bed. Yeah. So, if I were to see that, like sitting in a chair or something, I would be terrified.
0: You wouldn't just sit there and start having a conversation, like, "Hey, who are you?"
1: You know, that kind of sounds like me. What's going on?
0: I I don't think I'd have the.
1: What I do to make things less scary, I talk to it.
0: <laughs> I don't. I don't think I could do that. I think I would just be too confused and. I would just hide under my blankets.
1: Really? Yeah, I don't know. You think want that. to talk to it? No,
0: I would, I would want it to just go away.
1: I would talk to it.
0: I would talk to it if I had an escape route. But the thing is, the escape route involves going down there where it is. If I walked into a room and something was standing there and I could turn around and get out, I would talk to it. But if I'm in a place where I'm physically trapped, I'm not about talking to it. I'm more about... Being an inanimate object and hoping it just goes away.
1: I'm going to talk to it.
0: (laughs) Well, let's hope you don't ever have that to begin with.
1: I would love to talk to it.
0: Yeah, well, we're not going to conjure anything up in your room anytime soon.
1: I know, but I would still talk
2: to it. If it happened. If it happened.
0: Okay. 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. Hi, let's hear your story.
2: Hi, I'm a retired school teacher from Texas, and I've got a ghost story to that for. Um a new school was built on the spot of a much older school, and it used the old pylons. And um, I was one of the first teachers in the new school, and I'm not really sure how many years we were in the school before we started having experiences, but one of the first experiences I noticed was banging, loud banging on the walls, like a sledgehammer banging on on a on a wall and it sounded like it was banging on metal except it was a brick wall so it didn't make sense to me but it went on to the point where I would have a headache sometimes just terrible headaches Um, and then one night one of my best friends and I were at the school alone right before meet the teacher and one of the light fixtures fell and Uh, crashed to the ground shattered in a million pieces and we went down there and we never could find how it fell what caused it to fall but we just chalked it up to an accident where when I'm going to be absent I would record or actually video lessons for my students so that they could continue with their lessons even though I'm out of town and while I was recording one of them I I kept looking at my door for some reason. I just got the feeling someone would be looking at me through my window in my door. Um, and it was not unusual for someone to be making fun of me, looking at me, pretending to teach a class that wasn't there. And so I kept peeking at the door, expecting someone to be there. But then one time when I looked, the door was wide open when it had been closed. So I don't know when it opened, but no one was there because I walked the entire school. Video videotaping the whole way so my students could have a ghost story while I was gone. Um, um, I, I was a music teacher, and so um, one of my friends came in one day, and my room was erect, which was unusual. And she said, what did you guys do today? Look at this mess. And I said, well, we played the bells, and my bells played themselves. Right when I said bells, they played themselves, and my friends said, okay, I'm going home. And I was upset because she wouldn't stay with me, at least until I packed and left too. Um, And that same friend and I were looking at some artwork the students had done that was hanging on on a window in the school building. And we were just commenting on the kids' artwork when we heard a breaker box slam in a closet next to where we were. And there was only one entrance and exit to that closet, and it was facing us. And I said... Let's, I said, I'm going in to check to see what made that sound, and there was no one in there. And there was no way for that sound to be made by itself, and it happened twice. I've had it happen another time when I was alone. Um, one night, I was by myself in the, in the kids' bathroom, and um, they had just, a group of kids had been involved in a club, and they had all just left. And um, I heard a stall slam. In the bathroom where I was, and I thought it might be one of the children that had been left, and their sponsor was walking out to the parking lot when I went to the bathroom, and I was going to stop her if someone was still left behind. So I pushed all the doors open to the stalls. Oh, let me back up. I actually heard heard it slam a second time, and uh, I, I hurried out of the stall and looked under all the the doors and there wasn't anybody there so i started pushing the doors open because it's a school for small children and i thought maybe they were sitting on one of the toilets and their feet weren't showing so i started pushing the doors open to see if the child was in there and there was no one in there needless to say i ran back to my room grabbed my purse and i ran out the door and went home um the bathroom seems to be a central location for a lot of things that go on uh, one time one of our, our personnel that was working there was walking through down to one of the end stalls to go to the bathroom. And just out of the corner of her her eyes, she saw a little girl in one of the stalls without the door shut. She backed up to tell the little girl to close the door, and the little girl wasn't there. Uh, Another time, I was taking a group of pre-cares to the restroom, and one of the pre-cares comes running out of the bathroom with his pants around his ankles, screaming. He's looking at me. He's looking at me. I went into the, ba- I yelled, I'm coming in. So get your pants up. I'm coming in because I thought, I want to see who this is. It's bothering the other kids. There was not anybody in there. And this child who came out of the bathroom was terrified. Another time, a child was screaming in one of the stalls saying, leave me alone. Get out. Get out. And her stall door was locked when one of the teachers went to check on her and she came running out of the stall and there wasn't anybody in there with her.
0: And that's when her phone call cuts out. See what you have to look forward to going back to school this year?
1: (laughs) I just... Okay, so my first day of school is on my birthday. Yeah, so
0: by the time this airs, you're going to be in school.
1: Yep. I just hope I find some friends that love the paranormal with me.
0: (laughs) You know, I think you will. Around your age is when I started to find folks that uh, had that same sort of interest And, you know, we started uh, doing our paranormal investigations at recess. Yes. I think you'll find some.
1: I hope I find some.
0: You will. It'll be good. 855-853-4802. Our phone number here, Real Ghost Stories Online, to share your experiences with us. Let's go to another caller and share another ghost story. Hi, you're on the air.
3: Hi there. I'm... Rory from Utah. And wow, this is actually really hard to call in because I'm making myself really vulnerable. But okay, I'll start with some pertinent information. I live in Utah, which is actually a crazy place you wouldn't think would be haunted all the time, but we just have a lot of history here. But growing up, my mom always said that I was super sensitive, and I didn't believe her until she started telling me stories about how. When I was three, I told her that the phone would ring, and it was going to be a girl. And it turns out her friend called her to tell her she was having a baby girl. And another one was recently that I didn't really know of is when my brother got in a car accident. I walked in the house, and my mom just said, Rory. And I looked at her, and I said, who died or who got hurt? And she goes, how would you know that? I said, I just had a feeling. So I've always been a little sensitive, but I hate to say I'm not really open to it right now. I kind of don't want that part of myself open to that type of, I don't know what else to call it, but to that type of stuff, mainly because I don't think I'm ready as a human or as a person to do that. And it came down to my dad's house was extremely haunted. And I was super into, you know, putting myself out there like whatever wants, to like come to me I'm okay with that I'd watch horror movies all the time I would watch YouTube videos about ghosts like I was open to it I was opening myself up to it and it got to the point where me and my sister were sharing a room and I was I think 12 and the house felt like it was having an earthquake and so I woke up and the door we had this sliding door upstairs that started slamming shut and open and my sister actually woke up too and I was like what is that and so we thought it was our dog and so I just fell back asleep, and apparently I woke my sister up by standing up and tapping my finger against the wall. And I, she said I was freaking her out, and so she told me to stop, and she said I just looked at her and fell asleep. And then we timed it out, because we talked about it the other day, and it had to have been about 30 minutes later, I woke up from my dead sleep, like that panic type of wake up. And I look at my sister, whose bed is across the room from mine, and I see this black figure, like, spooning her in bed, like, cuddling her. And I remember standing up and walking over to her bed really slow and looking at it, and it had these, like, white eyes. And I I remember freaking out. I pulled her out of bed, also keeping eye contact with it. And we ran up to my dad. And my dad, you know, growing up in Utah, you'd think we'd be religious, but we're actually not. I have a wonderful family that, you know, was into, like, all sorts of spiritual stuff, but nothing that is really organized religion because we grew up that your relationship with God should be personal rather than something organized or cult-like. So, (laughs) sorry, that can be a little offensive to some people, but that's what my family believes in. And so when me and my sister woke my dad up that night, he was like, you know, what type of energy are you putting out there? I promise you it's not a big deal. And so he's kind of the more on the atheist side. He doesn't really know what to believe in, but he doesn't want to open himself up to it either. And so he told us that energy can really not be created or destroyed. So whatever energy you're welcoming, make sure it's positive. And so from that point on, I was done watching like the scary shows. I was done opening myself up to it. I just... I didn't want to be sensitive anymore. And I think I really did successfully close myself off. Now, every now and then I'll get those you know, feelings. But I really did choose to not be open to that, mainly because I don't feel like I'm ready or I have the time to, to be aware to that stuff because I'm going to college. I'm a broke college student trying to start my life, my career at square one. And I don't really have time for that. And so I guess I just wanted to call and share my story about how, you know, you really got to be careful what energy you put out there because it's going to come back. And at the end of the day, the reason why the house wasn't haunted anymore is my dad ended up marrying this wonderful woman. And all she brought in was light and love. And there wasn't negative energy anymore. You'd step in the house and it would just feel ten times lighter. And I do think it was a combination of me both verbally saying, like, you need to leave this house. I'm not open up anymore to the point where she also helped by just bringing that perfect energy in because she is a beautiful and bright human, and that just helped in so many ways. And this was really hard to call, so I hope one day it gets on the show. I've been listening, actually, for years. I'm an 18-year-old, so you wouldn't think someone this young would constantly be listening to you guys. But another thing I also want to say is Carol sounds like Pader Brewster. And whenever I hear her talk, I always think of that. But thank you so much, guys. I hope you have a wonderful summer.
1: Well, I do just want to say that Ghost Story was actually a pretty good one out of all the other ones. But also, you had, so you just stopped watching horror shows and horror movies?
0: How, sounds like it.
1: How dare you?
0: And Well, you know, it's one thing. They wanted more positivity in their life. And, you know, I think there's nothing wrong with watching horror movies or anything like that. But I think you also want to be in a good place when you're doing that, too. You know, I'm not someone who likes to really engage. I mean, other than our show. uh, In, like, watching a lot of horror and stuff, when I'm not feeling like I'm in a really good place. Or if I'm really kind of depressed or something like that. That doesn't really help me feel better. I like more you know, positive things. I thought it was really interesting the way that she talked about how when her father had met somebody that was very positive, how much that another human being can kind of change the aura of a location and just the energy and the environment of of everything Uh, from, you know, if you had been in one where things were really negative and bad um, and how much that can just like, oh, wow, like that other person's energy it can kind of counteract it and almost kind of cleanse the area. Yeah. I think that's that's a really interesting observation. And it's something that's true. It, I mean, in the company you keep and the people that you're around, I think, has a big influence on that.
1: I have a really funny analogy. Yeah. So, I imagine, so, the house is obviously haunted. This human's basically like, like say sage cleansing it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that's how I view it. It
0: kind of is. I mean, that's what I was thinking, too. But it, it's energy. It's It's positive excuse me, positive energy that someone is, you know, expelling onto others who want it. But essentially, you know, their world had been stained by some negativity. But now this person is going, hey, here I am. And it, 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 it just it radiates and it, it helps them tremendously. So I think that was a really good story and a really interesting way of looking at things. So thank you so much for sharing and, uh, and listening to the program. Let's go to the caller. Hi, you are on the air. Hi, my
4: name is Brian. I, uh, I'm i a truck driver. Um, I uh, I just want to share this story with you guys. Uh, I was parked out in New Jersey, and it was an old shop that I was parked out at in my truck. And uh, I got out and uh, asked lady, and she said, yep, yeah, you can park here. And so I did. And I noticed all the other truck drivers are leaving. I was like, well, I got time on my clock. I can... Ah no, I'm I'm too tired. So I, I backed in there and uh well anyways, later on that night it just fell uneasy. And um I got up and looked out of my side mirrors and um the uh there was a boy on the pass or the driver's side of the truck in the back of the trailer, just sitting there poking his head around. Well, of course, I get out. I don't like kids playing around in expensive equipment. Plus, they can get hurt playing around with the truck. So I get out and got on a flashlight. And it was during the winter time, so it's freezing cold outside. Uh, I get out. And the kid was wearing these like brown dress pants, some old dress shoes, and a uh, like a white undershirt, and he had suspenders on. I thought that was unusual at first. Uh, I didn't think anything of it. I mean, I just don't. You know, I, I didn't really think anything different of it at that moment. And I got out and I asked, him, I was like, hey, kid, do you, do you, uh, your parents around or do you need, uh, you need me to get the police out of here? And the kid just, as soon as I get halfway down the trailer, the kid's head just pops right behind the trailer. So I mean, I come around the back and I, and he wasn't even there. So I didn't think anything of it. I was like, well, maybe these kids in the small town are just playing a prank on me. That's fine. And, uh. I climbed back in my truck. I turned the heater on and lay down for, I was down for about two and a half hours, and uh, I heard a knock on the door. I was like, it can't be open this early. So I I get up, I open the curtains, and my whole, like, windows, everything was just fogged over for some reason. And uh, and there was this handprint pressed against my driver's side window. And it was a little, it looked like a little kid's handprint. So I was like, well, that kid's back. All right, I'll, I'll scare him off. So I, I hop out of the pasture side. I go around and you could still hear the knock on the door. Like someone was right there. So I, I climbed out quietly. Don't know how he didn't see me. And, uh, I walk around there. And as soon as I made my way around the hood mirror, it, it just stopped. And I just saw this mist of just like a fog just slowly go towards the back of the truck and uh to this day i don't know i never looked up the history of that place or anything like that i mean if you guys want to um got my number you can contact me and i can give you the location of this area i just don't like sharing locations like this i respect because this is a business that we deal with on basis daily basis um but yeah um and i love your show by the way i i just started listening to a few uh Probably about a month ago, I started listening to it, and it's an awesome show, and I appreciate being able to have the opportunity to call, and I hope you guys have a wonderful day.
1: Okay, so the little kid, that just kind of sounds like a little kid running around playing a little prank, but The Mist, The Mist is different.
0: Yeah, I mean, I find it really interesting um, that the, the, the spirit... You know, or the the child. I, I think it was, you know, the child spirit that was playing a little game there, and who, maybe the child is the 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 mist too. I think sometimes, you know, it can, you know, it can be very vivid as to what is being portrayed, and I think sometimes the energy kind of dissipates and it kind of goes back to mist or shadow or whatever. Um, I, you know, I think it just kind of comes and goes. I, I think it could possibly be the same thing. Yeah. But that would be creepy. I love stories. From truckers around the country. We get some of my favorite are from some of the truckers that have called in over the years.
1: They always have the best stories. Always so
0: interesting. So thank you so much for that. And I'm glad we can keep you company while you're out there on the road. That's going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person, an EPP. Sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash stories. Get all the bonus episodes, advanced episodes, and more. We greatly appreciate your support. Until next time, for Harper and all of us at Real Ghost Stories Online, I'm Tony Bruschi. Thanks for listening.